Welcome to the fight with Teddy Atlas presented by Dynamic Striking. I'm Ken Rideout, joined as always by the voice of combat sports, the great Teddy Atlas. Teddy, how you doing? Good. I feel like a twin. I feel like your twin. Your, your East Coast twin. You're dressed in <laughs> yep. black and, you know, you look a little better than me, but that's that's kind of... No, you look great. You know, that's that's a granted. But, um, yeah, and, and a little serious note, not a little serious note, but a very serious note. Real quick, I, I just want to send our prayers and thoughts out to all the people in the Ukraine uh, that are going through what they're going through over there. Uh, we know, obviously, there's a lot of, uh, we do a boxing show, we do a, you know, we do a UFC, a, a MMA show, we we do a life show, we talk, we try to connect the dots uh, between the fights uh, in the ring and the fights of life, and there's no greater fight going on or more serious a fight going on right now than what's going on in the Ukraine. Um, a fight for your country, a fight for your existence. And um, so we just, I just want to send for all of us uh, and all our families and all people that we know. Uh, and we, I can take for granted, I think I can assume and just say I'm doing it for all our fans. Uh, that they're sending out the same thoughts and prayers to all the people in the Ukraine that are dealing with uh, the invasion that they're dealing with right now over there. So that's it. I'm ready to. I'm ready to talk about something less serious. Serious, but um, obviously a little less. And we get reminded of that sometimes every day that there are things that are greater than the things that we feel are so important to us. Um, there's there's people that are in situations a lot more dire uh, than even the tough situations that we may face in our daily fights every day. And we we should be appreciative and cognizant of that. And I know we are. I know we are. And this just reminds us of that. So, I'm ready. Yeah. Well, for those of you who don't know, when we watch the fights on Saturdays, Teddy and I never ever talk about the fights prior to going live because the point of the show is to get Teddy's reaction from a fan's perspective, me representing the fans. And we haven't spoken about the controversial Josh Taylor win, decision win over Jack Catterall. Um, We'll get to the decision in a minute, but holy crap, what a fight this was. My God, I think Jack Catterall shocked the crap out of some people. I'm sure he wasn't shocked. He took some, I think he took step-aside money earlier to let um, Taylor take his last fight, uh, I think against Ramirez. But nevertheless, he gets his shot. He delivered. What a performance in Glasgow in front of Taylor's fans. And um, Taylor wins a, a very close decision. One judge had it for Catterall. I thought Catterall edged it. I thought it was razor-thin margin, very, very close. The fans in the UK were enraged. I, like, I can't remember them being so upset about a decision, and I'm with them. I just think there's been worse. There's been more egregious um, decisions. Again, you, you, I'm dying to hear your thoughts, Teddy, because I have no idea what you thought. I know you went back and watched it and scored it. Um but with that being said, the British Board of Controls has announced that, or British Boxing Board of Controls has announced that they're going to investigate. Uh, they want a report from the judges. Even the fact that they're asking for a report from the judges is at least a step in the right direction to have people justify their scorecards should be happening at every fight that there's uh, controversy. Nevertheless, what'd you think? Who, who'd you think won the fight? Reminded me a little bit of Cambosis and uh, Teofimo Lopez. But in, you know, it was a huge upset, as you said, uh, huge. 
and uh, oh, it was almost a huge upset. I'm sorry, and it was along the lines of what was happening with Cambosis and Teofimo that wasn't supposed to be happening. You know, you're supposed to watch the fight and watch Teofimo get rid of the guy, you know, in one or two rounds, blow him out of there, and what happens? Uh, the opposite. And then Cambosis uh, winds up pulling it off, drops him, uh, you know, South Point drops him, and here you have the same thing uh, in, in, to a certain extent. You know, you have Catarola, Southpaw, big, big, big underdog. He drops him, you know, not supposed to be in the ring with him. Uh, and the only difference, of course, was the outcome, that he didn't get the upset. But but he got something pretty close to it. Uh, you know, his stock raised. Uh, he got everyone's attention. In some ways, <laughs> I know this sounds crazy, Ken, but uh, what's your feeling about this? I mean, uh, to have a discussion on this, in some ways it almost did him. Nah, I know I know what you're saying, but I'm but, sorry. That was for yeah. all the belts. Yeah. All the belts. No, no, of course. Uh, you want you uh, gotta win. And you wanna win. Yeah. But it's still it, it, it almost does him better in a way where the attention that he's getting from this is even greater than he would have gotten just from winning. Uh, probably yeah i mean if he won listen he's celebrating in his in his home country and you know and boxing takes note but it doesn't get the bullhorn effect that this is getting it doesn't it, it, yes it, but you you would be the first one to say when someone gets screwed out of a job out of a, a fight like this he's back to he might not go back to the back of the line but the chances no, he's not of getting the all the because the other guy, well, Taylor says he's moving up. Now all the belts go back to the sanctioning bodies. They go through their bullshit. But, but this guy's at the front of the line now. This guy has everyone's attention. This guy will never be at the back of the line unless he loses after this um, one or two. Yeah. But no, the, uh, listen, but, this guy's even in the Even at the front of the line, though, the, all the titles were on the, you know all the bullshit you have to go to get them together? But. Yeah, but this guy's gonna. This guy is in the front of the line. He's gonna get. Yeah. He's gonna get something. If it's not a rematch, it's gonna be. You know, it's gonna be a title fight. He, uh, he's gonna get something, and uh, he he might even get a reversal in a decision because politics. Are, who knows? I'm not saying he will. <laughs> Can you no, imagine? but I'm telling you, he's gonna get something. He's gonna get something dramatic yeah. because it's dramatic because they're making it dramatic. And you know what? I don't think it belongs dramatic. Uh, I, I as you said, I agree. I've seen. Most much worse much worse i mean much i'll probably worse. i'll probably see worse next week you know because you can <laughs> count on that yeah stick around yeah <laughs> you can count on that when i was caught up fights at espn for over 20 years every week i would say well yeah this is terrible but next week will be worse <laughs> because because <laughs> if, because it, it happened again and it's not near the worst at all. I when I rewatched it and I had to rewatch it because of the outcry. I figured it'd be fair. I yeah. I had technically I had Cotterall winning by one or two points, be, uh, and I had some even rounds in there that belonged in there. Yeah. Um, I had him winning technically, but it reminds me of some way, and I don't care if you get your your freaking little pen knives out now and you're ready to poke me. Well, I got holes all over me. It don't matter. I take a drink of water and I sprinkle. It's okay. <laughs> Go ahead, but be reasonable a little. I know fans are unreasonable, but be a little rational, a little reasonable with what I'm about to tell you. Just hear it. Don't just feel it. Hear it. And what I'm saying is, I mean, it's reminiscent of, uh, you go back to Trinidad and De La Hoya. And yeah, De La Hoya technically won that fight. But he lost the right to really complain and to really revolt. Uh, 
against it because of the way he behaved the last three rounds. He didn't try to win. He tried to survive. He just ran. And it, and it, it blew the fight for him. And, but it blew his right to really, really be up in arms. And all I'm saying is that Catterall behaved like a guy at a certain point. He drops him. He, he's dominating the first nine rounds, eight rounds, whatever. And he behaved like a guy that already won it. I got news. He should listen to Yogi Berra. You know, it ain't over till it's over. You know, and he should understand that you have to fight a full fight. And by him behaving, I'll use the word behaving, by being so defensive, going into the prevent defense the way that he did, like a football team, and, you know, just not, not really keeping the offense going, like shutting the offense off. You know, he picked a few spots uh, here and there. But for the most part, going so defensive, I think that that, that, is, what, that is what allowed, obviously, Taylor to come on a little bit down the stretch or maybe a lot down the stretch, putting pressure on, you know, being a bigger man, coming forward, push. But it was a funny fight. You have to keep your emotions in check because Taylor was horrible. And the first thing I got to say, I got to get my British, you know, brothers and sisters over there. I got my Brits over there, my, my English uh, brethren over there. I, listen, guys, I caught it and you guys trounced me that Taylor was overrated. And you trounced me for it. And I said, you know, uh, I felt I felt m m he got a gift here. He got a gift with Ramirez. I thought he would have lost because the referee, I know he fought a good fight, but Ramirez, I thought, was going to win that fight. He got dropped twice. That's what took the fight away from him. But that second knockdown when he got caught that uppercut because the referee tapped him on the back and he loosened up a little bit, that cost him. I don't care what you say. Yeah, you got to be alert at all times. Yeah, you got to protect yourself at all times. I'm with you. I got it. Come, You guys started all that stuff with the Queensbury, Marcus of Queensbury rules. All right. But he... He could have easily lost that Ramirez fight. And I just thought he was overrated. And this Ben Davidson, I'm not looking to knock, but I'm looking to tell the truth. I, I don't know what he's doing, but I know he wasn't getting the greatest navigation in a corner because uh, I, I thought in some ways he looked better when he was with his prior trainer, uh, McGuigan, whoever it was. McGuig I don't even know. McGuigan. But, McGuigan. okay, I'll just touch on that quick because I try to... I try to touch on everything for the people out there. We try to be the x-ray machine. but uh, And touch on things other people leave alone because it's too dangerous. It's too dangerous. Too many haters are going to come out. Too many knives are going to come out. You know, bows and arrows. You know, everything else. And I might have to cook crumpets again. I get it. <laughs> uh, you know, and I don't want to have to cook crumpets again. But I'm ready. At, at, the, at the end of the day... He was smothering himself. He looked like a maniac. I mean, he was going out like a deranged man, Taylor B and he, where 
not a professional like he was out of control like he, he looked like the guy from that movie shining jack nicholson from the movie shining when 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 he lost his mind you know uh when he was in that hotel all alone with his wife and his wife's child and he lost his mind remember he, he used to hatch it to break through the freaking the door <laughs> and then he got and, and you know jack nicholson is the greatest for looking crazy and he's got his head and he's all his hair is all disarray and he's got his head through there and he goes Hello, Johnny. <laughs> you know, Here, here's Johnny. Yeah, here's <laughs> like Johnny. Johnny. Uh, he, he looked like that. He looked like a deranged man. Like he's just trying to get to this guy for for the for freaking blood. And uh, that's not what a professional fight is all about. So he was smothering himself, overshooting himself, missing, going too close with the jab, falling in with the jab, uh, falling in with the with everything. Couldn't even get the body shot. He, he landed body shots, but he couldn't consistently land body shots, you know, when he was on the inside because he was smothering himself, because he was too anxious. You know, I mean, I don't know why the, they didn't talk about this more in the commentating, but, but that's not my problem. My problem is is to bring it to you guys what I think should be brought to you guys. And that's what I saw. I, I saw I, I saw just a, a guy in Catterall that was gritty. He came to win, yes. You're supposed to do that. You're not supposed to get a bonus for that. But a guy that was smaller, not as strong. I mean, Taylor was so much bigger, so much stronger. It's almost like he was depending just on that. Like he was going to be the biggest, stronger guy who's going to go in there and go home and then just blow the guy out of the water. And he behaved like that. And it didn't work. You know, he should have went to the body more. He should have used the jab from a farther distance to keep the smaller guy at the end of his jab. But he didn't do that. And I thought that all night long, he used a simple combination. It was I tell you, it was incredible that nobody mentioned. I was like... All he's using, Catterall, is an uppercut, <laughs> a combination starting with an uppercut and finishing with a straight left hand from the southpaw position. And he's making him eat left hands all night long. Taylor's eating them the way I ate the crumpets, you know? And I'm not <laughs> looking to eat crumpets anymore right now. But he, he ate them all night, all night. And, I, and then he got dropped. But... That's what, that was a simple formula. He was able to pull it off. He was able to uh, counter punch. He was able to get off first with quick punches and score. But he did a lot of grabbing, and so did the other guy. The other guy was falling in, smothering himself. Uh, they were grabbing. I, I, where I disagree with you, Ken, at the top. It wasn't a good fight. It wasn't a great fight. It was a, the only thing that tolerated, allowed you to tolerate it to a good fight was the fact that there might be an upset taking place, a huge upset. Yeah, that's that, probably right. Yeah, I think so. It, it kept you there. But other yeah. than that, if that's not for the title, if that's not where there's a guy that's a huge underdog, you're looking at all this grabbing and, and, and everything yeah. else. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, what did you make of the ref? Took a point from each fighter. Nobody mentioned that he allowed he allowed Catterall to punch him in the head on a, when he was on the floor. What about that? He took a point. Yeah. Nobody mentioned that. Somebody should have mentioned, you know, I mean, they're supposed to be there to mention these things. That 
Not only did he take a point from each guy, he was out of control, the ref. Like, he yeah. like he thought he was, you were there to watch him instead of watch the title fight. And someone's got to remind these refs. No, we're actually, we're not there to remind you. We're, we're actually, just like you got to remind commentators sometimes that, hey, we're not really here to just uh, for you. You know, we're here to hear the fight. We're here to watch the fight. We got eyeballs. We want. And when there's a knockdown, you really probably shouldn't speak through the knockdown. Uh, do you disagree with me? Do you disagree with me? Uh, oh. Do I hear an amen? Do I hear an amen? Oh. Do I hear an amen? Amen. amen. I, I wished it. I wished it all Jill Tess's uh, overreactions weren't scripted and canned. It just sounds like he's waiting for which which punchline he's going to use at a knockout. It's like it, none of it seems sincere or organic. It just seems like everything is a pre-rehearsed. Well, listen, I'm not here to tear him apart. You know, he can do that himself. <laughs> Other people can do that if they want to. You know what I mean? But he's not important enough for us to be for me to do that. Just to point out what I had to point out because I think that that is fair. But. Uh, you know, again, he's, you got him using the same combination all night. He's allowed to do that. Uh, there's, it can't be a great fight. There's too much grabbing, too much holding, too much. Yeah. Uh, and Taylor did more swinging him around and out muscling him on the inside and roughing him up and mugging him or trying to mug him on the inside than he did punching. And he had like a bully mentality all night. Trying to be roughhouse, being yeah, dirty. of course, and, that, and that's gonna backfire on you. That's gonna back because you're so set for him to collapse that he don't collapse, and you're not ready for what you should have been ready for and need to be ready for anytime you get in that ring or you get into a fight for the other guy to obviously oppose you in the way that he opposed him uh, to obviously you know be able to. Uh, you know, fight you back uh, the way he did. Uh, and and to use your tools, not to go down and throw all the tools out of the tool freaking box and, and go <laughs> to just, you know, just looking to pummel the guy. You're supposed to have more tools and bring those tools. And and he, he didn't. He wasn't able to because of his mindset of what I said. He was, uh, you know, he was Jack Nicholson in The Shining. And... At the end of the day, having said that and breaking the fight down, I think the right way, the way I just did. Um, yeah, again, technically, I went back, I looked, said, yeah, he won by one or two points, he being the underdog Catterall. But if he didn't shut it down, and I know people say, well, you know, why should he have to keep going when he knows he's ahead? Because these things happen. Because these things happen. Because you're supposed to continue going. Because that's your obligation. Your obligation is not to be reckless, not to be stupid, not to walk into punches, not to throw it away. But when you're in someone else's hometown and you're in on their network, let's, let's break this down really, what we're dealing with here. You're, you're fighting on the other guy's network with as as the guest, as the opponent, where the other guy's promoter is running the show. The the commentators are part of that. Uh, everyone. Yeah, the commentators will give you a little tap dance of say a little something, but they're never going to really, really go out there because they know who their boss is. Their boss is the promoter and the network. That's their boss. And so they give you a little something, but they're not going to go out there and tell you, hey, you know, this stinks. 
you know, this is corruption of boxing. We see it too often. We got they're yeah, not gonna, if they don't if you if they do do that, they won't be on the network anymore. Well, they'll be like me. Seen that play out a few times. Uh, they're, yeah, they'll be like me. Uh, you know, and they're smarter <laughs> than me. I'm I'm dopey. I still haven't gotten a memo. I, I you know I'm a little slow. I'm a little slow with that stuff. But but <laughs> so so they got ESPN. So what? I got you. <laughs> I, That's right. I got I, who's doing better. I'm no doing boss. better. Who's doing better? I got you. And and I got a haircut from your barber once a month. Come on. Come on. <laughs> they can't match that. So and and I and I have what I believe is what I want to have, you know, my respect, my dignity of what I believe is what I need to to be. Um and that's this, you know, it's kind of like those commercials they used to do. Uh, that's priceless. <laughs> there's, there's no, uh, no matter what the check is at the end of the day, nothing is, uh, nothing is bigger than that. So, yeah, yeah, it was, it wasn't the worst though. Yeah, yeah, the other guy should have, should have got it. Um, and yeah, you know, when you're fighting uh, the other guy's promoter, uh, they're gonna favor him. They're gonna do whatever they can. Uh, that's, that's the way it is. Uh, but uh, the worst, no. Hey, listen, I'm not going to stop the guy, the politician, and say, hey, you shouldn't go for this one. There's been ones worse than that. Go ahead. Go go to Congress in the, or the uh, whatever that is. Parliament. Uh, Parliament. Parliament. Yeah, go to Parliament over there. Uh, do whatever you can because there is a problem with boxing. Uh, there's no doubt about that. I mean, the promoter does have too much sway uh, and, and uh, you know, has the control and... Uh, and they can cover it with their people uh, that are doing the fight. They're never going to let it get too too loud. They're never going to get let it get too loud. Um, if someone does, like I said, it's uh, they're going to be exiled uh, over to uh, you know over to a podcast with Ken Rideout. And <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay because you know what? Look at us. We got all these fans. We got 234,000 or whatever it is uh, subscribers. It's growing every day. Uh, we got like 46 million downloads. Uh, we, we, have, we have advertisers, sponsors. We have you. We have you, the people, all the people out there that, that keep coming. And if you keep coming, we're going to stay. We're going to stay. We take our orders from you. You keep coming. You keep subscribing. We're going to stay with you because we love you and we appreciate you. And we appreciate that um, we can say what we believe to be true without repercussions. Except, you know, every, uh, you guys throwing those, those darts at me uh, that you throw from <laughs> across the pond. But that's okay. That, that's, that's all fun and love, uh, you know, for the most part. <laughs> Some of it gets a little crazy. But it's, it's good. It's all good, as we say out there. Uh, yeah, uh, the the belt should have probably been switched, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, you you look at you look at some of those those fights out there uh, that that are really and nobody says nothing because they don't get the outcry. This one got, you know, this one got the outcry. Uh, obviously, part of it's it's televised. Part of it is uh, you have the parliament uh, interaction here that you would never expect. 
you know. I remember years ago, and Rob will look it up, you'll look it up, but I remember years ago, James Tony was involved with a fighter, and it was down in Atlantic City, and and it was for the, I don't know if it was for the middleweight title, it probably was that Tony had, Tony a hell of a fighter, but everyone thought that this long shot won the fight, I'm trying to remember uh, who he was, but Everyone was going crazy. And there was a congressman or a senator, some politician that happened to either be at the fight or see the fight. And he went crazy. He said, I'm going to Congress. I'm going to the Senate. I'm going to the White House. And we're going to change this. Boxing is a corrupt sport. We cannot tolerate this. And, you know, it got everyone's attention for about five minutes. For about five minutes. And then everything calmed down. And guess what? Somebody got robbed the following week. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but I'm speaking of real stuff here. James Tony uh, decision over the challenger David Tiberi. There it is. There it and is. And Senator William Roth, a Republican from Delaware, decrying an outrageous uh, miscarriage of justice. It's time for the powers to be in professional boxing. It's time that the powers that be in professional boxing learn about fighting fairly. And said he's going to take it to the... Oh, he said, that's a speech he gave on the Senate floor. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Bring out the guillotine! Bring it out! <laughs> I mean, you know, but it, uh, meanwhile, here we are. Here that we are, Kenneth. only 30 plus years ago. Yeah, and here we are, Kenneth. <laughs> the same, <laughs> the, just run it again. Run it again. The same it's, thing. I've been screaming so about guess, this forever. I guess Taylor was uh, just barely made the weight, and uh, after the fight, obviously. But he looked so strong. He looked so strong, and so much stronger, Ken, than the other guy. And that was a curse for him because that's all he wanted to be. He just wanted to be stronger. He didn't. He didn't look to be better. He just looked to be stronger. Yeah, interesting though to see the first. I think that was the first fight with Davison, but there were a lot of people pointing out that uh, Ben Davison hadn't looked good with his fight, his recent fights with Billy Joe Saunders, with Tyson Fury. That a number. L- of fighters listen, I didn't come on. here to knock him, but uh, oh, no, I know you me, didn't. No, but no, I'm just but, but you're what right. No, you should about. do what you're doing. You're my partner. You're supposed to bring. You're you're doing that part of the show with me that to bring this up so we can have interaction about this. What I'm what I am saying is. He seems like a cheerleader more than he does a strategist or, or yeah. a technician. You know, a guy that, that uh, opens up the hood to the car and, you know, changes the spark plugs and, you know, gets the cylinders, you know, uh, running the right way. He doesn't seem to be capable of that. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But I can only go by what I see and have seen. I haven't seen a huge body of work of his, but... What I've seen, that's a little bit of what I what I feel. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what's next for both of those guys. Um, let's talk about the uh, upcoming UFC main event, Covington versus Masvidal. But before we do, one thing that Josh Taylor probably could have done to help make weight is to make sure he was taking his athletic greens. One of our favorite sponsors, Teddy, I know you love this stuff. It tastes great. I take it every morning. One scoop to keep you on track. Got multiple servings of fruits and vegetables in here. These guys spend about 10 years with top nutritionists getting this formula dialed in. They've got a rebranded green bag. This stuff is awesome. I travel with it everywhere I go. I know I sound like a broken record every week when I talk about them, but I love this stuff. How have you been doing? You've been taking it? Yeah, it's listen, it's, it's really good, solid stuff. Um, 
It's kind of like being a trainer, what you talk about as a trainer, if you're a real trainer. You talk about having a foundation, you know, uh, having a balance, having your legs in right position. You can't do anything without a good foundation. You can have the fastest hands in the world, the most power in the world upstairs, but you're not going to be able to use what you have upstairs unless downstairs is right. And this takes care of downstairs. Yep. <laughs> it takes care of the foundation that that you you know you have what you need you have the the food the proper food the proper nutrition in you early in the day that you need to go through your freaking day that's what it is yep. and i'll finish with this my own little touch although that was my touch but um that if taylor had it uh he could have maybe would have been a little bit he still he still would have smothered himself uh, you know, he still would have overshot his punishment because he wasn't taught that. You got to be taught that. But <laughs> he would have done it at a better pace. <laughs> I'm sure. Athleticgreens.com slash Atlas for 10 free travel packs with your first purchase. Again, athleticgreens.com slash Atlas for 10 free travel packs with your Athletic Greens first order. Um, all right, let's get into this UFC match. What are you looking for with Colby Covington versus our friend Jorge Masvidal, friend of the show? I'm going to be out there covering it for ESPN. So, oh, I'm jealous. Uh, so I'm going to be out there. I'm going to cover ESPN. Uh, you you figure it out. You know, 50 years in a boxing <laughs> game, they send me out to UFC fights. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, but I'm glad because I, I, think the promoter, I, I, love, I think the promoter of UFC actually likes you, though. I don't know about the boxing uh, <laughs> but situation. Yeah, something maybe. weird going, something strange going on there. Could be, they could use be. you in that sport, not the other. You could be on to something, Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, uh, Captain Obvious. But anyway, um, no, listen, I, I love hey I, I love the sport now i i love the fighters in the ufc just like i love the fighters in boxing and i'm honored i'm honored i'm privileged that they want me out there to talk a little bit and i'm gonna be with Charles sonnen uh one of the greats in the business and with charlie the bad Monaghan. guy yep and charlie monahan uh one of the great producers directors in the business in boxing and in mma so i'm gonna be really I'm just privileged. I'm with good people. And uh, it's going to be a great fight. It's supposed to be a great fight. It should be a great fight. A lot of interest. Uh, you know, Covington draws people. <laughs> by He's like a Muhammad Ali. He goes by the Muhammad Ali, uh, you know, uh, way uh, and, and philosophy of you know, people are going to come. They're either going to hate me or they're going to love me, but they're going to come and buy a ticket, you know? And yep. he knows how to get that storm going. Uh, and they got a storm going between him and Masvidal, who used to be teammates. Uh, but Teammates, they were like best friends. Yeah. Best friends. Exactly. So Covington, in the analysis, the obvious, I'm not telling you anything that everyone doesn't know. He, he's the better wrestler. He was a tremendous collegiate wrestling champion, uh, Division I. Uh, he, he's, he's a guy that his part of his game plan is going to be put on pressure, steady pressure. I think he, he needs to do it, not reckless pressure, steady pressure behind the jab, and, and then get takedowns when he can. Get to shoots, get takedowns. Now, the one thing that's opposing him, Masvidal can't match him for you know his proudness 
on the mat, but he's very good at defending takedowns. Very good. He showed that with Usman too uh, in the first fight when he wasn't in top shape. So he's good at escapability, you know, kind of like Kyle Murray, the great quarterback of the Arizona Cardinal, John Elway years ago. They know how to escape the sack. He He's good at that. He's going to have to be good at that. Uh, I, he's going to come in with steady pressure, I believe, uh, Covington. Look to get takedowns if he can get in the geography he wants. Uh, that suits him for his skills. And he's a guy with a, you know, he's guy, he's guy with a, a motor that doesn't stop. You know, he, he's got that cardiovascular, you know, kind of like uh, Neil Armstrong had it in, you know, you know about that better than I do in cycling. He he had that extra lung. Now, I know people are going to say, oh, yeah, Teddy did steroids. But before <laughs> that, let's put that aside. Tell me if I'm right or wrong, Ken. He, he yeah. had that extra lung. He had that capacity to really, really go up the mountains probably better than most or maybe anybody he had that he had a super high vo2 max one of the highest ever measured and that's the real measure of an endurance athlete is the vo2 max like how much oxygen i think i think that's the how much oxygen they get in in each breath maybe within in in the blood but it has to do with uh it has to do with uh work capacity and like uh nordic combat nordic skiers cross-country skiers have historically have the highest and then cyclists but yeah lance when they measured him at the olympic training center and there's early days they were like they knew right away that he was one because it's like a metric that you can point to and say if this guy stays with it this is an elite elite athlete and i'm sorry like for a, calling a, him i'm sorry thing. for calling him an astronaut i, I meant lance Armstrong. <laughs> not you know, i mean i know people say he's in space and i'm sorry i mean he, he he's not now to space he's here and i guess he still rides a bike in his spare time but he's uh he's a venture capitalist now investing in uh sports health and wellness well, there it is, making a lot of money still as he did before. But I would, that I would say, tell me if this is fair, Ken. Uh, I would say Covington's in that in that company of cardiovascular advantage uh, capacity. Yeah, that, yeah. He's, he he clearly has a high work rate, so he's he's as 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 uh, fine tuned as a cardio cardiovascularly as an athlete can be, I think in the cage. Yeah. So I, I that's what I say. So I think that he's going to look to grind. He's going to look to put the steady pressure, try to wear down Masvidal. And Masvidal is a big underdog. What is it? Three to one yeah. or something? I I know I know you look at it while I'm talking, but I know he's a big underdog. And yeah, I got the line right now is Masvidal's plus two fifty. Covington is minus three twenty. Yeah, so I was right there. I was saying three to one. So yep. when at the end of the day, they're both going to try to play into their strengths. Uh, as I said, Covington, get the takedowns, come in, you know, don't get careless, try not to get hit too much. One of the things with Covington and Southpaw, he gets hit a lot of right hands. And he got hit. He got a broken jaw in the first Usman fight. He got hit a lot of right But to his credit, you know, he was still there going the distance against Usman in Madison Square Garden in a remarkable fight, a remarkable night, a remarkable card that, that the UFC puts on a lot. And they put one on that night where it was all great fights and drama. Uh, and that's why they're doing so good, you know, uh, in the world, uh, if you will. But and come from where they've come from to, to really pass boxing when it comes to the ratings 
on regular shows, regular shows. Not when you're putting on, you know, if you put Joshua on, you know, with Fury. Of course, that's a different ball game. Or, or Canelo with the right guy. That's a different universe. But on the whole, they 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 got to... And their pay-per-view with, with their fights. I mean, they're doing better than boxing. I mean, their pay-per-view is much better, much higher numbers. But to get to the fight again... That's what Covington's going to look to do, I believe, and needs to do. And he needs to avoid some of those right hands because that's Masvidal's chance to land a good straight right hand. He's a good striker. He's creative. He's got pretty good legs. He's 37 years old, I know, but he's going to need those legs. He's going to need to keep range. He's going to need to keep distance, separation, and he's going to need to make... Covington pay a price for real estate. You know, charge him a couple right hands for every foot that he tries to gain in that octagon coming forward. Charge him for real estate. Not money, but punches. Uh, he's he's going to need the right hand. He's going to need the jab to keep the right hand at the keep the range to set up that right hand. Uh, he's going to need that jab to keep that range. Uh, he's going to need a little recklessness from Covington coming in. And he's, again, he's going to need to... Do what people do against Southpaws. You know, use that Southpaw killer, the right hand. And and Covington, as I just said, he gets hit with right hand. So he's going to need to do that, keep separation, have escapability uh, when it comes to the, the shoots where Covington will try to get him to the mat. If he can do that, it's going to be a hell of a fight, a very interesting fight. Uh I don't think he wants a slugfest. Covington a good deal with a slugfest. I think Masvidal wants to be able to get more of a boxing match uh, in the way that he can. You know, I mean, he'll deal with what he has to deal. They're all tough guys. But I think he needs more of that. Now, here's the X factor. Here's the intangible. The mental side. Who's better? Well, Covington is coming off a really good fight going the distance with Usman. He got stopped the first time late in the fight, got a broken jaw, came off going the distance. And and the first fight, some people thought he was uh, winning the fight or possibly winning the fight. So he's come off something that's got to make him feel damn good mentally. And, of course, Masvidal is coming from the worst place, getting knocked out cold in the second round with one clean right hand. Uh in that fight, and uh, he's got to get rid of the bats in the belfry, the ghost in the attic from that fight. That's what he's got to do. That's part of it. The mental part is a big part of it. Where will he be? Now, most people are going to say you got to favor Covington. I don't blame them. I, I don't disagree. And what about the hunger factor? Who's hungrier? Masvidal made a lot of money the last couple of years. You know, he had Dana White over Barrow. In that first Usman fight where somebody dropped out and it was a big fight. They needed a big name and, and he was able to get the money that he knew, probably wouldn't have gotten if he didn't have him in that kind of pickle. So he's made a lot of money. Uh, so you would think Covington, this is Covington's chance to go to the dance, you know, to, to step to that kind of you know, to that kind of zip code, that area code, kind of like the Jeffersons. I love the Jeffersons. Remember them years ago? The, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, moving on up, Ooh, <laughs> moving on up. You know, uh, to <laughs> to the to, east side. To the east side. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I like that. So he's got a chance to move on up to the east side uh, with the money, and so you would think all that favors him. I got it. 
I got you. I got you. But there's something on Masvidal's side. It's uh, it's pride. They all have pride. But it's legacy. It's saving. It's saving your legacy. It's it's called redemption. That's what it's called. Where he got knocked out, and he doesn't want to leave that there. He doesn't want to leave that there. And he wants to revive what people think of him, his image, his brand. But him, forget brand, because that implies money. It's deeper than that. It's kind of like when I talked about when I broke down the fight with Fury and Wilder, and I gave Wilder a good chance, and I was right. He came so close. And the reason I gave him a good chance, (laughs) even though he don't fight nearly as good as Fury, is because it was about redemption. It was about him as a man, as a person, who he was going to be and who he was going to be reminded, who he was going to be remembered as when he walked down the street and people saw him. And when he looked in the mirror, who was he going to be? Was he going to be the guy that was laid out on the floor? Was he going to be somebody else? And that is powerful. That's That shows up in the ring. It, it shows up and it... It fights with you. It helps you. It, it partners up with you. It's there. It has a say before the night's over. I think it's going to have a say for Masvidal before the night's over. With everything going against him, and I'm, I'm ready to accept it. I get it. I'm reasonable sometimes. But I think at the end of the day, Masvidal gonna is going to strum up everything that he has. And then he ever had when he was fighting in those back door, those backyard fights, you know, when he was first discovered uh, with with uh, Jimbo Slice. What was his name? Um, Kimbo Slice. Uh, uh, Kimbo, Kimbo Slice, you know. Yeah. Uh, God rest his soul. He, he passed away. But he was a legendary guy. He was, a, you know, he was a pioneer of that stuff. And he was, they were doing it on the YouTube and that's where Masvidal comes from. That's rugged stuff. They all come from rugged stuff. That's rugged stuff. And I think he's going to muster everything he can. Every freaking thing he can. You know, he, he's going he's gonna to call on the Calvary. Uh, you know, of every ounce of pride, everything that's left in him. And he's going to come out and he's going to fight a really, really, which he's going to have to, a very disciplined strategic but hard determined concentrated laser like focused fight where he's going to use his legs he's going to keep separation he's going to look to set up right hands he's going to look to escape you know from the shoots and i think he's got a he's got a good shot and i love both of them I think he's got a good shot. But again, you can't be on the fence. You got to pick somebody. Or you could be on the fence. But we don't do that here. We don't do that here. For the guys at MyBookie, check them out at MyBookie.ag. We got Masvidal plus 250, Covington minus 320. Given the line and everything you just said, what are you doing? I'm, t- I'm taking the dog. I'm taking the dog. And um, I think he's going to, even if he doesn't win... I'm taking him for the right reason because I think that he's got the right reason to show up and perform as great, as good as he can at this point in his life. Is it good enough? I'm not sure. But 
I got to be sure one thing. It's kind of like in the old days when we used to get tips from on horses. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, you know, and, and and that's why I still have a mortgage. But that's okay. I'm, uh, <laughs> you know, tips didn't always go that well. But no, I'm only kidding. But, but, you know, we went out there. We said, okay, we got the tip, baby. You know what I mean? We're driving out there in a conquer, you know, a clunker of a Dodge with, you know, one door falling off. We're driving home in a Cadillac. You know, we are, <laughs> you know, because you're enthused, you're all excited and everything. And and then, of course, you know, you're, you're holding that door of the Dodge closed so it doesn't open up on a turnpike, right? <laughs> so it's okay. But what the tips were all about, really, and all kidding aside, if, if there wasn't a fixing. That <laughs> uh, speaking about boxing, you, you, uh, you mean the only you you mean the only tip that's worth anything is yeah, yeah. hey, this is a tip. This is your <laughs> this is your opinion, is, or you know uh, the other uh, horses have bad legs. That, yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> it. But but the, no, the one the only legitimacy to a so called tip was that the owner was going all out, that they were going all out because sometimes they use races as get readies for the next. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. that was the really the only legitimacy and and anything that was, you know, valid for a tip was we're trying to win. Well we're we're giving our best effort. We're we're not going out there for a workout. And that's kind of what I'm saying here. I feel a hundred percent sure win or lose that he's gonna be as good as he can be, Masvidal, uh, at this point in his life. And and it's gonna be that urgent to him that urgent to him and that he's a smart guy he's not a dumb guy uh he's a creative guy i think he's going to be creative he's going to need some flying knees he's going to need that right hand he's going to need the legs he's going to uh, everything i said he's going to need the defense from the shoots but i think he's going to have that in place and that's all i can ask for and taking a dog is that i believe that he will be mentally and physically at his utmost, and and it, that's all I could ask for. And um, I don't over know. Under, o- over under four and a half, minus one forty on the over, plus one ten on the under. Oh, I'm I'm, go the I'm, I'm taking the over. I'm t- I'm t- I mean, again, you could be wrong. You could be wrong, yeah. but especially in this explosive business, uh, you know, they're, they're wearing four ounce freaking gloves. Come on. I mean, come on. <laughs> they're hitting with elbows. Come on. Yeah. They're hitting with knees. Come on. I mean, yeah, it could definitely be under, but I'm, I'm, I'm going with the over. I'm going with the technique of this fight that it's going to have to be paid attention to uh, by both guys, especially Masvidal. Uh, because Covington can't get sloppy coming in there to be aggressive either. You know, he's got to be steady. He's got to be, you know, under control, behind the jab. Uh, if he gets careless, he, he could get dropped with a straight right hand. He's been hit with a lot of... And I'll tell you one other part to the analysis of this that I don't think anyone's going to touch on this, really. Um, I... Well, now they might because a lot of people do listen to this show. <laughs> I... Masvidal gets hit with right hands too, as proven by his last fight. He got knocked out cold uh, with with the right hand, straight right hand by the great Usman. But there was a reason for it. He led with a left hook in front, and you never should do that. And he got hit. Nobody pointed this out. And he got hit with a straight right hand. Okay. Now, so he gets hit with rights too. But here's the thing. The right hand is not going to be a danger point for him in this fight. And people are going to say, what do you mean, Teddy? What are you talking about? He's fighting a guy with two hands. He's fighting a southpaw. 
the straight right hand is the danger to to Masvidal. When you when he leads with someone front uh, with a hook, uh, the straight right hand come down the middle and beats it. He he doesn't have to worry about that weapon, about that danger, about that punch. There's no straight rights coming at him Saturday night. Only right hooks. And that's different. That's different. The, uh, the way you're going to get caught with that is if you're over-aggressive and you get caught maybe on the back end with a counter. And I don't. Uh, and again, if Masvidal is going to have a chance to win this fight, he can't be over-aggressive. He's got to fight on the outside and control things on the outside and not walk into what you would have to do to get hit with a right hook, to get careless and walk into it. So I'm, I'm going to say that that's a plus. That's a plus for Masvidal. Uh, and again, that's one of the reasons why I'm picking him. Yep. All right, guys. Well, one of the things that we always hear back from the fans is that we didn't cover enough. We missed some topics. You know, we only have a couple hours here, but we're going to start a new segment. We're exploring some, experimenting with some new new names, maybe uh, jabs with Teddy or uh, flurries. We're going to do a couple um, three-minute oh, quick rounds. Hits, hit quick hits, whatever. quick hits, whatever. Uh, kind quick of hits. very reminiscent of... And, and I'm not afraid to say when I'm taking someone else or playing off of someone's idea. I think that's the gentleman thing, gentlemanly thing to do. Uh, you know, you got the great Tony Kornheiser and Mike Wilpon with that great show, uh, Pardon the Interruption. They do something on the clock similar to this, and we're going we're gonna to give it a spin. I'm going to start. I think Rob's going to try to get it up on the screen, and there it is. We're going to have um, three minutes per topic. Teddy, I'm going to hit you with some random topics here, and then you'll tell me what you think. And when Rob's hit start, I'll ask the question. All right, baby. How long do I have? You're going to have three minutes Just per like a round. Topic. Just like a round in boxing. That's it. All right. Okay. All right. Hit it, Rob. All right. First topic. Islam Makachev gets a big win over Bobby Green. How'd you like it? What'd you think? Heir apparent to, uh, to Habib. Uh, Habib. Uh, Habib. He's, he's unbelievable. Unbelievable. They come from that region of the world. They're warriors. Their mentality. Uh, their strength. Their physical strength. And their expertise on the mat is, is second to none. Uh, the guy... The guy is like a steel trap. When when you get in, you don't know it until you know it. When you get in that octagon and they shut that door, you ain't getting out. <laughs> you ain't getting out. You're in a trap. You're in a trap. Uh, the guy's demeanor, his physicality, and his and his technique uh, make him the heir apparent to the great Khabib. What do you say to the fans who say he hasn't done enough to deserve a title shot? He's beat everyone convincingly, but not enough guys in the top 10, they say, to deserve a uh, title shot. Uh, why don't you guys get in with him? <laughs> <laughs> See what you're saying then. Uh, or, or pick your favorite guy and put him in there with him. Uh, I'll, I'll put him up against anybody right now, just about. All right, next topic. Hector Garcia stuns Chris Colbert and uh, gets the win What'd you think of Chris Colbert? Uh, he's been talking a lot, and Shakur Stevenson and and um, Errol Spence weighed in saying the guy shouldn't talk so much. He has no dog in him. He was just surviving and never trying to win after he got hurt early. If you're gonna wear blue hair, you gotta do better than that. Um, 
I, I think that's a good start right there. If you're going to put, he had blue hair and everything else customized that he was wearing. You got to do better than that. Uh, it's not just about how you fight, it's how you behave. And when the moment came, uh, the behavior wasn't what you want to see in a so-called great prospect or next champion. And the commentators over there, I heard them saying for a year now that he's the brightest star coming the brightest the best the most talented he didn't look like that and like i start to wonder about their judgment a little bit now <laughs> when i when i see that uh to be quite frank but again uh you, you give him another chance he's going to get another chance he is uh he's young he'll get another. but the way he behaved it wasn't just the way he fought the way and one other thing truth Truth is important. Truth counts. Honesty counts. Tell the truth. In his corner, he's got a trainer there that's telling him after, I think it was the third round, hey, this guy's starting to punk up already. Punk up? Where did you see punk up? Anywhere in Garcia. And I'd like to know. Maybe I can learn something. Where the hell did you see that? And he says, he's starting to punk up. Uh, you're going to take him out soon. You're going to get rid of this guy. Well, you know what? That's You don't lie to your fighter. If you're a trainer, it's like a parent. You lie to your kids, you got problems. You lie to your fighter, you got problems. You tell them the truth. I know everyone wants to be friends nowadays. Oh, I want to be friends. So you stay with them and you, you know, and, and th this way they don't get mad at you and everyone's. No, you want to be a friend, tell them the truth. That's a friend. That's a friend. As a parent, you know, you're going to be buddies? Yeah, you want to be friends with your kids. Tell them the truth. That's the best friend in the world. He was not told the truth. Did Colbert look bad or did Hector Garcia just look was just, just too much for him? No, uh, Garcia was a hell of a fighter. I mean, this guy that was an Olympian, he had 300 amateur fights. Colbert was a great amateur too, but this guy was even greater, you could say. And he knew how to fight. He was a southpaw, but he knew how to fight. He knew what to do. I mean, he was timing Col Colbert. tried to time him. He timed Colbert. Uh, threw the punches in between punches at the right, caught him clean, acted like he was going low, went high with the left hand, took a little step back, drew Colbert in to reach and get reckless a little bit, counted him with the left hand, dropped him with that punch. I mean, this guy knows how to fight. When, when he was covered up and he had the M ups on Colbert, uh, what did he do? He hit him behind the ears <laughs> with shots behind <laughs> the ears. Uh, this this guy really knew how to fight. And Colbin, from a technical side, not only didn't get the truth from his trainer, but he doesn't look... He, he just and time. There it is. <laughs> Finish up on that one. He just doesn't look well-rounded. He It's like he's not dimensional. It, it's just one dimension. All right, next topic. Uh, Gary Antoine Russell beats Victor Postal. They, uh, he beat him up pretty good throughout the fight, but Postal, like all Ukrainians, is tough as nails. And the ref steps in and stops the fight. Um, it looked like, it looked like um, Russell had him in a little bit of trouble, but I didn't think he should have stopped the fight. I think there was, might have been 30 seconds left in the fight. What would you think of the fight, and what would you think of the stoppage? I'll start with the last part first. Uh, it stopped too soon. You're right. You're on the button. Stop too soon, but it didn't matter. We were going to get the same result. So uh, that didn't matter. Um, as far as the fight, Russell, you know, he, he, he's learning the right way. He's being brought along the right way. He's technically solid. They're doing a hell of a job. It's in the family. You know, the bloodline's all about, you know, his, his brother is a, a former world champion. Uh, his father does a great job. I mean, it's in the family. And he, he knows how to fight. Uh, he's a they had to it was a good 
little bit of a test. Postal is definitely in his twilight, maybe past his twilight. He's definitely had his better days, no doubt about that. But he still is a guy that presents a little bit of a puzzle that has to be solved with his style, controlling the outside. You know, he's not as good at it as he used to be when Crawford fought him. He was better at it. But still, it was still something to solve. It was somewhere you had to show patience. You had to show good technique, good understanding, and Russell showed that. What would you make of uh, Shakur Stevenson ch- chiming in on the um, Chris Colbert thing? I meant to ask you that on the last convers- on the last topic. I know you I know you saw his comments saying that Colbert doesn't have a dog in him because Colbert had been saying, you know, crap talking Shakur and Shakur jumped right in when he saw this performance. Can't blame him. I mean, they're, they're going to do it to each other. They're going to take shots at each other, you know, out there on the social media. That's that's what athletes do. That's what people do uh, nowadays. Uh, and he got it. He he opened the door for him to do it. He took shots at him, him being Colbert. Took shots at Shakur. Uh, he opened the door. You know, you're gonna take shots at people. You better be buttoned up in your own home, right? You know, you you yep. you're gonna you're gonna throw rocks. You better not have a lot of windows. And uh, <laughs> right. And he he had windows. He he had a lot of open windows, Mister Colbert, uh, to allow something to be chucked back at him. Yep. Oh, that was fun. We, maybe in the future we can have fans submit some uh, topics they'd like us to cover quickly at the end, and we'll uh, maybe we'll make that a part of the show. Let's see what the fans have to say. I want to say, I want to, uh, yeah, please. I want to do one more. I want to add one in. Last week we talked about Amir Khan. Let me just give one real quick. Yes. Can I, maybe one minute. One minute. I only need about a minute on this one. Uh, where, you know, a lot of people, I get the fans, I get my, again, my, my, great brothers over there across the pond uh i i get it that you got mad few people talk i don't look at the stuff but people told me a few disgruntled brits over there uh you know up in arms about me saying amir khan uh wasn't great he wasn't great okay he he had six losses and he he got knocked out five times if my memory's right he he had six losses got knocked out five times to be great you have to not only shouldn't you get knocked out five times forget that but you have to beat great fighters. Or put it this way, you have to beat the best fighters out there that you fight. Uh, whoever you're fighting who's the best fighters on your resume, you have to beat most of them. He didn't beat them. All the top guys that he fought, if you look at his record, he lost to and he got knocked out by most of them. All right? You can't, <coughs> even if you want to do that, you can't honestly do that just because he's British and say he's great and, you know, anoint him up there with the Sugar Ray Robinsons and, and whatever and say, oh, yeah, this guy. You can't do that when he doesn't beat the best guys that he fights. All the best talent that he fought, he lost to. He lost to all of them. He didn't beat one top fighter. Yeah, there's a couple there. You say, oh, wait, wait. no. All the top guys he fought, he lost to. All right? Put that in your crumpet and then try it instead of some preserves. <laughs> All right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love you I guys. also want to say to the people who wrote in the comments, there was a few people say that we have an anti, or Teddy has an anti-Brit view. Oh, is please. Ins- is insane. You think that we care about where a fighter comes from? We talk about character and ability, and that's I it. I love the Brits. The two of us have better things to do than to hate people because of where they're from and that goes for canelo as well we 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 appreciate canelo for what he is it's like 
we're just giving our opinions and to think we don't like someone because of the country they're from is insanity oh, you obviously just, don't know us and don't pay attention just because it's too foggy and too damp over there and, and i need a coat when i go oh, oh i didn't i'm just kidding. you better be careful you're going I'm, over there they're i'm gonna going get over there guys um uh, I don't know. Maybe later we might give more particulars. Not right now. We, we <laughs> not the mood you're in right now. But in, in late April, <laughs> I will be going over there uh, for a week uh, to speak at different places over there. They've asked me to do that. They're they're making arrangements to bring me over there uh, to do that. Uh, we'll, we'll see. But it, it may be a uh, hidden bunker beneath <laughs> those soil <laughs> somewhere i don't know i don't know yet i don't know yeah well we'll keep you posted on that and uh once again like teddy said at the top of the show prayers over to uh prayers up for ukraine hopefully this thing ends with just a lot of posture and there's already been enough fighting i don't see how this i, I don't see the purpose of this i mean the, the the publicity and the pr that that putin is getting for this is, is just horrendous i don't think it represents the opinions of the russian people it's just um man i hope everyone's okay and speaking of you know postal had that on his mind he was trying to get back to ukraine as soon as the fight was over i know there's a lot of people over there now fighting for their freedom as you know as you would expect so hope everything works out there and prayers to the ukrainians and uh especially all the ukrainian fighters over there um with that teddy you got anything else before we sign off now, the only thing is we went over real quick about, you know, the referee in the kind of role fight. Oh, I wanted he, he to was, ask you, you, you scored the fight. Oh, yeah. I we had got a new bounty. We got a new bounty sponsorship. Bounty uh, toilet paper or bounty paper towels. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Listen, I, <laughs> I did it for you guys. I did it for your fans. If this doesn't show love, nothing shows love, okay? Because I went back. I had already seen the fight the day before. I watched it again last night, Sunday night. Nobody's around. I'm going, and, and I'm watching. And I'm looking for something at the last second. I said, wait a minute. I got to score it. I got to score. So I look for something. <laughs> this is what I found. Okay. This is what I found. I found a piece of toilet paper. Uh, not toilet paper. Um, bounty uh, paper towel. I'm sorry. Uh, and no, I didn't blow my nose in it. No, I didn't. <laughs> but it's crumbled. It's crumbled. And uh, so I... Uh, I wrote it down, and it was tough to see, you know. But I, I made little remarks to myself. Like, in the sixth round, I said, first of all, a lot of the rounds were hard to decipher. To Really, yeah. that's why I had a couple even rounds. They were hard. They were close. But there wasn't a lot being done. A lot of mugging, a lot of grabbing, a lot of overshooting punches, and, and just physicality uh, and craziness by Taylor. Uh, on the other side, the same combination all night. And he was scoring. Uh, but but he also he also went too defensive. I thought you know bef like I said earlier before it was over uh, and hurt himself a little bit. But he's even with that he still won some rounds late, uh, which I thought you know was the reason I gave it to him. But a lot closer, uh, not not the robbery they took. Again, I gave it to I gave it to Cotterell. Uh I made a remark like I said in the sixth round. Uh, it was a clear round. It was not all more clear. It was a clear round for Catterall. I made another remark in the ninth round where everybody sort of gave all the late rounds to Taylor automatically. Automatically. Yep. I made a little remark here. Okay, I'm going to give it to Taylor, but it's very close. It's very close. 
And I think it was the ninth round that I did that. And then, of course, you had the point deductions, which got everything cockeyed. And, um, but it was even. They each got a point deduction. At the end, I had it either... I had it a one point or two point uh, fight at the end. I have I have it written here one fifteen one thirteen only because I believe it or not I made the last round even because as much as he was being physical here's the trick here's the thing that I think is important Ken that everybody was looking at the aggression and there's no doubt that the aggression was there from Taylor, the physicality, the, the attitude, the pressing forward, but it was reckless aggression. It was, it was not effective aggression. And even though he was aggressive down the stretch, I took it as being out of control. I took it as being urgent, kind of proving that they thought he was losing a fight, even though they said what they said afterwards, you know, which might have been a little fibbing. Maybe, maybe a little bit, but... You know, he he acted like a guy who thought he was losing, and he's so he's he's being so aggressive. But you, I think judges automatically sometimes fall into the trap of giving rounds to a guy just for being aggressive instead of looking closer at it. And I think that might have been the case where they gave him all the late rounds for being aggressive. He being Taylor, of course, and they missed. That there was some rounds there, like I found one. I found one in the eleventh. I gave it to Catterall, and where, yeah, Taylor was aggressive. Yeah, he was looking to body slam him, basically. But he got off some combinations, pop, 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 and that was it. But it was enough. It was enough. So that's that's my story, and the, and I want to finish with what I started with the uh, about the referee. Yeah, he was too involved. He was crazy. Uh, it got a little nutty, uh, I think. Uh, but he's calling all these things. <laughs> he's calling. He's calling a little tap on the stomach. All right, now listen. It was a little harder than a love tap. I get it, but still, it's a little tap on the stomach. He calls that right, but he doesn't call Catterall hitting the guy when he's on the floor in the knockdown. He he hits Taylor with a late punch, a very late punch, off the head. I mean, it wasn't a devastating punch, but it was an illegal punch, <laughs> and it caught him, and, and he doesn't do a damn thing. He doesn't, he doesn't say, hey, wait a minute, give him a warning. He could have took a point away. He was taking points away, you know, for people freaking picking their nose. He could have taken a he could have taken a point for a guy hitting a guy egregiously while he's on the ground. That's anyway. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. I know you don't put much uh, stock into the uh, punch stats, but the punch stats were interesting. Just that Catterall landed a ton more punches than um, than Taylor. I think like I don't you get said, caught Taylor up in those, but I get it. Yeah. I get it. I can't get caught up too much in those because it's human beings um, doing that at the end of the day, counting on their eyes to be able to. Uh, differentiate between a block the glaze the mist uh you know punch and a really clean punch i mean it's not an easy thing to do it's it's not something that i would depend on i never depended yeah. on that i depended on just who i thought won who i thought lost you know by by what i saw but 
listen, I get it. It's a graphic. They, it's been used for a long time now. I think people get too caught up in it sometimes. You know, I'm not knocking it. I know people are making their living with it, and I know the people who are making their living at it, uh, and and they and who started that thing. And I like both of them. They were good guys. Um, and this and one of them is has got control of it now uh and and he's obviously done well with it he's taken care of his family with it uh you know it's it's a thing to be proud of that he that he was able to develop that and and do what he's done with it but uh, again it's it's just an additional device an additional graphic uh that you can use as you want to use it casually uh but i wouldn't depend on it I wouldn't depend on it and get caught up with it. Uh, and, and this one, uh, is it accurate to the point, I don't know that that amount of punches are accurate, but is it accurate in a way that it shows who was busier? Hell yeah. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. But but you know what? I could have told you that. You could have told us that. You, you know, that one guy was busier with actual punches, not just slamming a guy all over the place, not just throwing a punch like you're, you're trying to knock down five walls and meanwhile you don't hit nothing. You know, you know, and that's what Taylor was doing way too much of. You know, throwing punches like, you know, uh, like he's trying to win that, that, uh, that prize, you know, the stuffed animal at the fair, you know, for his girlfriend. <laughs> Yeah, you remember that, Ken? When you did, you 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 had so many of those stuffed animals that, that you needed a room for them. Uh, come on. Next time, uh, I meant to I meant to say when we were talking about the um, the Ukraine thing. The next, if this thing keeps going, maybe we can get our resident uh, one of the fans of the show, Ben Anderson, a war correspondent for Vice. He always has a good take on yeah, these things course. and what the end game is. But um, uh. To the fans, guys, thanks for being with us. You know the drill. Like, subscribe, share. Also, please check out our weekly email newsletter. You can find more on that in the show notes. We share weekly thoughts on all the fights. We'll also announce the new merch launching. Uh, we're going to announce it through the email list. So if you want to get a heads up on the merch drop, Please sign up for the email list. You'll get the newsletter. You'll find out when the merch is dropping. I expect it's going to sell out quickly again. You know, recognize this. We're a three-man team. In addition to producing the show and putting this out every week, we all have a lot of things going on. So we're going to do our best with the shirts. But get on that newsletter so that you hear about them first so we don't run out before. If you really want one, that you, I want to make sure that you get them. With that, Teddy, thanks for doing this. One more I know thing. you've got a busy week. Get that, have someone step up as a, maybe, I think it was a nice little uh, segment, a new segment, quick jabs, maybe somebody yep. steps up with the sponsors so we can keep this segment going. Uh, yep. I, I liked it. I, I thought it was, yep. I thought it was cool. I thought yeah. it was. And if you, if you like it, if you don't like it, weigh in with some comments. We appreciate the productive comments. Uh, give us some ideas if you like the name, the format, some topics, etc., etc. Can, can I give you my uh, idea comments. for a sponsor? <clears throat> yes. All right. Bounty towels. <laughs> we already gave you one free one. When you see sales start to surge this month, you can recognize where that surge came from. <laughs> with that, guys, thanks for being with us. We'll be back next week. Check out the UFC this weekend, and uh, we'll have a lot to discuss on Monday. Thanks, guys. Thanks.